What's up, guys? It's Little D from FMF. When I'm not mixing gas and hauling ass, I'm listening to Big MX Radio. Hey, guys, what's up? This is Andy Frisella here. You're listening to Big MX Radio. But when you're done with this episode, come check out the MFCEO project, MFCEO.com. I got all your motivation. I've got everything you need to know about running your brand. I've got everything you need to know about getting shit done, and we can do it together. Welcome to the Big MX Radio podcast show brought to you by FMF, the Fast House, and of course, the Collective Experience. And you can find a lot of FMF exhaust systems over at the Baker's Factory with us on the line for the third time. He's a repeat offender and always welcome on the podcast. Um, one of the most accomplished trainers in the sport of motocross and uh, athletics in general goes by the name of Alden Baker. Alden, how's it going? Good, man. And uh, great to be with you. And uh, man, appreciate it. And uh, yeah, man, all is, all is going well and uh, no issues. Hey, absolutely. I appreciate you making some time for us. Anytime that we can have a, a, a gentleman of, uh, of, of your uh, credit come on the podcast is absolutely huge. You're a guy that we, we all look up to, that we, uh, your opinion is so revered within the sport of motocross. And uh, any, we can have you on for any amount of time is appreciated. So thanks for making the time. No, and thank you. And thanks for the kind words, man. It's, it's appreciated. Yeah, for sure. Um, so um, this is in a lot of uh, people's minds, uh, probably your busiest time of the year, although most would probably argue that uh, you're busy around the calendar because these, these races never do stop. Um, but this yeah. is, of course, this is boot camp time. This is when guys are really buckling down and trying to squeeze that extra bit yeah. of fitness uh, out of their, their program. So what's, uh, how, first of all, how's Alden Baker and what's new over at the Baker's Factory? Yeah, no, I, look, I'm doing well, and 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 obviously, you know, I'm I'm ready and excited to to you know get get the the whole boot camp thing going. We're we're actually already almost a week into it, um, yeah, and um, you know, and it's 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 all going well, and 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 the cool, well, the the, the crazy thing with with the newer what I call the newer breed that that we have now is that you know typically I'd have uninterrupted six weeks of you know really really good training and now the challenge has always been there's you know there's some more options for some of these overseas races and uh, and and obviously some of these races are you know they're not obviously it's not the supercross series so it's not the championship on the line but they are races they're good little tests they they uh good for the riders um and a lot of the guys go and do that so the, you know the challenge we have at the moment is we almost got to start a little earlier than even before because I give up a little bit when, when these guys go to like, you know, Paris and I'm even got Jason this weekend, uh, right. he's in, 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 you know, in Australia. So, you know, definitely some more, uh, challenges with the way we go about the training, but the good part is we still get the same amount of time in and we still, you know, uh, you know, make it work and, uh, do our best to get the guys you know, ready and prepped. Um, so that, that part is, is good. So it's still uh, very busy on my end. Obviously, uh, I try and get it to where we don't have as many interruptions because then I feel like I can squeeze every bit of the, the pieces of the path from the, from the riding to the, the cardio training to the strength training to all the little little pieces that, that we try and blend together to get the athlete uh, to his best you know capability going into the season. So... 
Uh, it's going well, and uh, you know, so far, um, you know, everyone's behaving. And uh, but uh, you know, it's typical. I think everyone's excited. They're all ready to get going, and uh, uh, we, we are we are on it, and uh, you know, getting moving. And uh, then the other part is, you know, we at the Baker's Factory we have you know what I call the two fifty side, you know, and um, they're also in the same situation, you know, trying to do their best to prep, and uh, it's been cool with that. Uh, the last couple of days, the teams have been out there to help each side and uh, try and you know help with development of the bike and test some stuff. And we had we had a group from Austria out, so it's been busy but exciting because I feel like in all areas we're doing our best to improve uh, as much as we can right out of the gate, so that we can make all the training and the riding as productive as possible. So uh, that's kind of where we're at at the moment. Absolutely. And this is one of the reasons why I love to have you on, uh, because uh, you're, you're such a, um, you have such, the process is so refined with the, the way you approach it. And you've been through a lot over the years, whether it be different athletes and different, uh, um, just different ideologies uh, about coming towards. And I'm sure that you're, you're kind of the method to the madness hasn't super changed over the years. Of course, we always, we're always learning, we're always changing. Um, but uh, as far as uh, like your your kind of uh, bringing on new athletes, um, obviously a lot of these like you're not dealing with uh, the same rigors that like say like a a regular fitness and wellness trainer would uh, be bringing people who are actually out of shape. You're dealing with a lot of athletes that are already top tier athletes when they show up. Um, your your side of things yeah. is more uh, like adding to their bag of tricks that they don't yet already have or refining things that they're a little bit yeah. weak on. Um, so like, that's a pretty big challenge to, to basically like, it, it'd be one thing if like, say I show up and I got to lose 10 pounds. Uh, you, you put me on yeah. a, a particular, uh, like a, a diet and some exercises and all of a sudden it melts off of me. You're literally trying to pull up, pull nanoseconds off of these guys. No small task. Yeah, no, it is challenging. And, and you're right. Each guy is, pretty unique and different and you know i've got you know at least the the three that i have you know have had multiple years with me so almost their base has grown and they've improved so their load is they're capable of 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 taking you know a little bit more than what you know they did the previous year and the previous year before that and you've also got to work with where their their mentality is and and uh you know kind of the whole uh, piece. Then I've got obviously Cooper Webb that's that's new to the group. Um, obviously, a, a lot of the training and stuff that you know he's done before, but right. it's been different. You know, he's a different and, South uh, African guy talking uh, to him. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and so you know, and and I'm sure he, you know, he's never been with this kind of group. You know, obviously, right. because uh, I feel like in the past, you know, he's he's sort of been the kingpin in the group, and now. You know, he's around a bunch of kingpins, you know, and yeah. uh, it's been cool to see how, you know, he's having to develop with that and, and obviously adjust to a new manufacturer, a new bike. So it's sort of a lot on his plate that he's got to deal with that, you know, he hasn't had to deal with, you know, in the past. Um, so I think it's more of a challenge, you know, for him in that area. Um, obviously, he is applying himself to the best that he can, but it's my job to make sure that, uh you know, he doesn't get watered down or he doesn't, you know, lose the areas that he needs to be adapting to and working on. Because to me, he's the one that has the most to sort of adapt to, you know. Right. Um, 
and 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 that is a challenge. Um, but there again, I feel like he's you know he we all know he's got the ingredients and he's got the capabilities and 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 it's you know it's, obviously it's my job to to get him prepped and ready. But but it is cool. It's it's kind of everyone's job. The team they're all doing their work to make sure that he can you know fulfill his you know potential to the best of of his ability and uh and yet you know the other guys also you know i've got that you know that moved up from 250 so now he's on the big bike and you know he's adapting and he's he's got to you know maintain that and get ready and then obviously jason being the reigning champion now everyone's all you know can he do it again you know what what are those scenarios um, and then you got Marvin, who we know is capable of winning and, and doing great. And then, you know, just trying to get him, you know, more consistent and working on areas. So each guy has their niche. Um, but then trying to keep that where they all feed off each other the right way is, is always a challenge. But it, but it is good. And I, and, and I honestly feel like, you know, that's really what creates the glue to, to keep it all going the right direction, you know. So, uh, yeah, different definitely you know busy and uh you, you know but it, but it but it's exciting and 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 so far we're you know we're we're doing our best and, and moving along absolutely that cohesiveness is the uh the key to success for this program having all these guys yeah. uh the the top of the top pushing each other to even that much more separate themselves from the rest of the pack therefore on race weekends they can basically just worry about uh, racing the clock racing each other uh they find themselves yeah. in front of the pack a lot so what's that onboarding process like for a cooper webb like as from a physical standpoint from a um a programming standpoint like uh, how long ago and maybe i don't know if you can get too much into the details but like when are you starting to get data from him as far as a heart rate monitor uh when are you starting to implement some sort of just like uh, understanding how his body works and on top of that there's not a single one of these athletes that doesn't come to you with some sort of pre general like they've they've all been beat up at some point and uh, they've all yeah. got injuries that you have to work around of course now zach with having his shoulders fixed um like yeah. that, that that's those are hurdles but as far as uh, like uh, Cooper Webb's concerned, what's that onboarding process like for him? Do you guys sit down and and go through what's expected of each other? How's that work? Yeah, and and that's thing we did. You know, we did sit down, uh, you know, and go over a lot of things from the injury to you know what is you know what is you know what has he been doing in the past and and uh, and trying to build on that. You know, and 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 for me, it's trying to gain and learn as much as possible initially right out the gate because yes, you can only really start with the guy you know, in, in the beginning of November, um, you know, once he, he moves moves completely over to the whole program. Yeah. Um, now you've got eight You have limited time, but obviously you sit down and you communicate a lot about, you know, what are the ideas from, from the past? What, what did you learn before? What, where did you have problems? Where did you, and you, and you try and build the program around that so that he can, you know, fit in as best as possible and then there you start to then, you know, shape the guy really because there's a lot of pieces to it. You know, yes, from injury stuff, from, you know, I mean, just, just when you look at changing manufacturers, you know, that's no easy task. Um, you know, moving to a new town, uh, you know, and then, like I say, then moving in with a group that is, you know, not a bad group. And, 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 and the cool thing is, uh, you know, you've got to get all the athletes to, to be on board with, hey man, 
we when it comes race time, we, we obviously we want to you know beat each other, and that's 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 natural. But we also want to keep that we hone our skills using each other to a certain degree, you know, to make that a valuable part of why I try and put good guys together, you know, Mm. Um, and getting them over there little, you know, they are, you know, athletes at at a high level and they are, they've got that, that grind to win and uh, that, that, that desire. So that, which is a positive and that's what, you know, gets them to be, become winners. But it has to be used in the right, the right way and at the right time. So, a lot of, uh, I'd say, monitoring and, and reading each guy's little uh, men- mentality, you know, pieces is, is, is a, if I can word it that way, right. is very key. And then also how they draw themselves to the challenges of the load of training and how you build that. So, um, to me, the the biggest part of it is, is is that monitoring yes the plan I, I have and I feel like it it is a solid one but it has to be molded and shaped per guy you know and you can't put too much on a guy that's not really ready for that but you really want to be challenging him so that you can get him to where you know you feel like okay man you're definitely capable of getting out there and and giving you you know a good showing and giving it a you know the best effort that that you possibly can give you know, so uh, it evolves, and this is still early part of the training, you know, season. Um, so sometimes those early parts are, you know, almost the worst because they've come from a little bit of a breather, and then they back into the sort of the, the deep water. Um, yeah. But uh, and but that's what we have to do, and we have to start there, and then we we you know we build from there, and 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 and, and uh, you know move along as as fast as we possibly can, but with obviously understanding and monitoring as much as we, we can during the period, you know? For sure. It's a, it's a delicate balance. Like it, it's uh, you want to absolutely yeah. give something your all without, uh, pushing so hard that, uh, and this is something that a lot of people run into, even in just basic fitness. They go to the gym, they like say they, they get on a fitness kick, they're like, I'm gonna start eating better, I'm gonna hit the gym, I'm gonna do yeah. this, I'm gonna do that. And all of a sudden, three or four weeks down the road, um, they're like, just adre- adrenal fatigue just overcomes them. They spend yeah. three days in bed, they're, they're good for nothing. Yeah. And they yeah. just, they don't understand it. I'm working out. I'm supposed to be feeling better. And all of a sudden I'm just crushed because yeah. they've been trying to eat, like basically live off of avocados and, uh, and <laughs> just, and basically just uh, busting themselves up at the gym three times a day. Um, how do you like really right. like monitor that? How, like, and what are some of the signs that tell you like, Hey, we need to back this guy off a bit or Hey, that kid's ready for a little bit more work. Yeah. Well, and thank God we've got good, you know, devices today between all the polar stuff with between lactate testing, uh, then we've got the lit pro for monitoring stuff on the track. We can, we can get a really good idea at how they're coping with the load and with all the pieces of, of what's needed to be put together. But you still, the biggest part is reading the mentality of where they're at, you know, because we're all human. We always expect results instantly. And as we know in training, that doesn't quite happen um so you've got it and that's where you know that's my job is to coach the person through the difficult times and getting them to understand what the goals are and where we at and then being able to show them you know where 
they are improving, you know, and, and in order to do that, it, it, you've got to have good ways of monitoring, you know. So if you can show, you know, good recovery and that they are maintaining with the thresholds and the lactate levels that even through the thick and the heavy part of it, you can still see that we are moving the right direction. And then those pieces of the pie are the little gems of motivation that honestly keep them, you know, nailed to it. Because otherwise, if you don't have that, you know, it does get to a point where they, you know, they, yeah, if they can't see some light at the end of the tunnel, then it's, yeah, the, the, the door's shut, you know. Um, so it is important to basically be monitoring it really, really well. And, and that's why, you know, from my end, you know, I can only really, and, you know, and even some days that's tough, is, you know, with, with four guys, it's, it's, it's everything I have to make sure that I'm not missing something or keeping it balanced and, and the monitoring is, is done right. You know, but the, but technology has definitely helped that a lot. You know, so uh, that that helps for sure. For sure, and I assume it also helps uh, when these guys kind of go off in different directions, like you'd mentioned. Uh, uh, Jason's in uh, in Sydney, Australia, uh, a ton of time yeah. zones and a ton of uh, miles away from you right now. And in I think in two weeks' time, uh, Marvin Muscan uh, will, will be in France. And I'm not sure if you if you follow him on any of those junkets or anything like that. But, um, yeah, yeah. Like the, the, the monitoring, like the, those numbers are basically crucial to these guys that are looking for that yes. half of a percent, uh, and they need to be able to see that. Exactly. And, and that's where, at least, like you say, with technology, you can keep up with it and and the biggest thing then, you know, you've got to alleviate for, you know, because, you know, you, there's, when you travel different time zones and all that, you, you, you unfortunately, yes, that, that takes a, takes a, you know, a, a toll on you. But uh, at least we can monitor and see that, okay, heck, uh, we know we're back in business now and we, we can carry on with the normal, you know. So yeah. there's, you know, there's pros and cons to it. And these, for, like even for Jason, you know, yes, you get some great time, get some race time, you know, in different circumstances, and that's a positive. But, yeah, the, the travel piece of that is, is, is pretty pretty extreme. And uh, then again, it's, you know, it's my job to make sure that I monitor that as good as possible so that we can, we can keep going the right direction, you know. So, uh, um, yeah, but it, it, it's, I say, it's just part, that's just one part of the challenge, you know. Oh, for right. sure absolutely pretty, oh, go yeah. ahead no oh, like, uh, i was gonna good. say like for myself uh, like say if i'm going on a trip anywhere you know i'm not even riding a mo- racing a motorcycle uh because that's something those guys do on a regular basis and if they stayed uh, down in uh in claremont florida they'd probably still be riding and pushing the envelope no different than they are in, in sydney or, or paris it's it's everything else it's the it's the flight excel itself where you're flying a human body yeah. thousands of feet above the earth uh to go to a, another time zone and completely uh switch yeah. your uh circadian rhythms and all that fun stuff uh, and then on the fa- the, the like the convenience factor of just eating healthy, not always a possibility. And just like the like yeah. anytime I go on a trip, I'm like, yeah, I like I'm gonna have to be really conscious about how I eat because it's really easy to right. not eat well. Uh, and that's probably the the, yeah. the biggest hurdle that they inter- encounter. Yeah, no, that is a challenge, and uh, and and you know, and it's part of it. And the good thing is, you know, they have done it a few times, so we have learned you know, out of that. And, uh, um, but there again, it's, it's, you know, there's that give and take of, you know, when you, when you do have to go and go and do that, you know? So, yeah. uh, 
um, yeah, we, we just do our best to work around those scenarios and, and go from there. We're going to do whatever we want, and if you're cool with it, you're cool with it. If you're not, and we're still going to do the thing. I can just let go. Put our middle fingers up with a smile and let it roll. It's not just out there and train to be number one because it's more losers and winners in this world. I grew up in Newhall. That was 805. I got into this can. I said, that is a badass fucking can. The beer's even better inside. We have a band of brothers. They're different. They just like to have a good time and live life, have fun and kill it. Fast house is nothing but fun. We all want to feel good. The average guy can go out there, throw down. I do it my way and it's all that matters. It's not easy to do this shit. My girl's looking at me to support her and I've got a broken leg from dirt bike. You see a lot of people that fall out of it. It's all so based on results and being the winner. That mentality of the 60s, 70s, that's what we try to do is bring that back where it's not so serious. I don't really like the super competitiveness of it. I like to bring something that's more lighthearted. Probably all serious about it at one point and kind of realizing let's just have fun. That's what my old man did, and it just really resonated with me riding a dirt bike on that fine line of glory and disaster. Throw your leg over a bike and haul ass across the desert and feel free. 90% of people that own a motorcycle go out on the weekends and they just want to have fun. Can't ever take that for granted. Two wheels till the wheels fall off, man. Once I feel like you become a man, you know, you get off the track and you're exhausted. Just ice cold beer, just nothing sounds better than that. This Fast House crew is going to break the mold how it used to be and maybe even then some. Since 1973, FMF has been about getting more out of riding motorcycles. More power. More wins. More fun. For 39 years, we've been rolling up our sleeves, building our factory, engineering and manufacturing the world's finest performance exhausts. Innovation and American craftsmanship makes FMF today's leader in performance. Fair enough. So um, you, you mentioned earlier in the podcast you work with both 250 riders and 450 guys. Uh, obviously, the, two, the 450 guys, are uh, some of them are coming from the 250 class. Some of them weren't there that long ago. Some of them just got here from the 250 class. Um, in your opinion, is there much of a difference as far as building an athlete for either class? Uh, how does that change? And uh, as kind of a side note, um, how frustrated slash... Um, just you just need that information when when teams are like oh we don't know who's gonna be racing which coast but like from your standpoint you're like no i need to know when this guy should be peaking when yeah. so enough with that game yeah. tell me when he's gonna be racing or not yeah and then it's tough now on the 250 side 
I I oversee things, but Tyler Rattray is their guy at okay. my place that uh, that does the actual training and monitoring. But yeah, there's no way I can, you know, watch two sides, you know. So, um, but I get all the the data and all the lap times and all the heart rates get fed through to me on my coach system, so I can get a overall picture on on the 250 guys but where i lack on that part is you know i lose the mentality part because i'm not if you're not with them day in and day out and understanding you know and getting their you know verbal feedback and reading their mentality uh you know that's a big part of it so that's where you know tyler's doing a great job on that side and he's maintaining and and, and helping build those guys um their load of what they need to to actually do is obviously different than, than the 450 guys, but but naturally we're trying to steer them where they have a fair idea of what's coming, you know, and right. getting them in that mindset of being able to really be able to be ready for when or ready as possible when they have to transition to the to this 450 and there again race so many more races. I mean, obviously in Supercross, they, they don't do as many races as, as you know it's obviously you know different and and that's that's a huge thing you know they they only need to focus on okay and i think maybe what is it this year it's changed i mean maybe what eight to nine races in yeah. the in the supercross east coast west coast yeah. and it's you know a that's percent a increase big difference. yes you know and so that's got a little bit more change which i feel is good because for the guys to go from typically seven races to 17 on a bigger bike you know it's a big big jump that's a big, you know? big jump yeah so yeah, so we try and work with more of the mindset, and yes, their load doesn't have to be as crazy as well, not you know, as the 450 guys that have to be able to maintain with that kind of race load. Mm-hmm. So you always work around with what you've got to prepare them for. Um, but with the mindset that hey, buddy, this is your stepping stone though to where you really want to be. Um, so that's that's a fine line to run it, and um. But it, but it's been good, and 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 it's been good at the facility because they're they're all there, but they kind of are separated, you know. Okay. So they get it. They get an idea of, hey man, there's those guys working over there. And so it's, it's almost in a way it's good because it's motivating. Yeah, it's but like middle school, high school kids kind of in the same locker. Yeah, exactly. Because also it's not good for a, especially like a rookie two fifty guy to get just dominated by an experienced 450 guy yeah. and expect that that's going to help him grow yeah you know he's, that's going to get crushed that's not gonna yeah and that's the thing is we don't want to be crushing the guys but we want them to get an understanding of and almost motivate them of where they want to be you know so that part is uh, we've been working a lot on and, and and figuring out with the different personalities on how we we can make sure that that doesn't get out of hand um and uh and it's all part of that you know growing that that part of the facility which which we are and it's coming along and uh i think each season and each you know we we do learn and 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 get it better and fine-tune it and uh and that is the exciting part because all the ultimate goal there is you know to have those riders basically almost ready to go to come straight into the 450 deal and make that transition as best as possible you know and uh, you know, and we'll obviously see. I mean, you know, a, a good challenge is, is obviously for Zach. You know, where he's, you know, I felt done really well on the 250, and he's and he's ready to make that 
that jump and 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 it is going to be a challenge for him but uh um i'm interested to see because he you know he's he's had a good amount of time on a 250 with the bunch of 450 guys right you know so i'm hoping that that has a huge effect on how quickly he can translate that to being very very consistent on the 450 racing you know Absolutely. I totally agree. I find that uh, year after year, uh, the 250 rider to me that sticks out the most is the one that I see almost as if uh, a, a 450 guy held down just an extra year. Um, Marvin in 2000, I believe that was 15. Uh, this last year with Zach before he got injured. Um, there's been other years mm-hmm. where just guys that like they they didn't go up just that one extra year and it really benefited them staying down just that one extra year. They're stronger. Yeah. They're they, they just throw around the bike mentally. They they just feel like that that the, the senior yeah. in the class that can just go out and exact their will. And I think that also uh, showed showed uh, um, in Marvin's uh, first year as a 450 guy where he was able to just basically step it, uh, step up into the next bike uh, size bike and, um, yeah. and, and, and just almost like kind of just stepping onto that next step. Yeah, no, and I agree with that. I think it did, it did help. And, and a lot of it is like you say, man, where they, they, they feel like they've reached that pinnacle and they've, they're, they're comfortable and they've, got some great experience in there more their mindset is is is, is sort of grown yeah you know? they're um, more mature in both and, mind and body e- exactly so that is it is an ideal situation if, if you can balance it that way sometimes you know the options are not always there that way but yeah. uh in a perfect world that is that is the definitely the way to do it you know like I see so, that in 2019 uh, yeah. being a guy like Shane McElrath's been around a while. The guy's a physical specimen. He's probably like in his yeah. own mind tired of leading the points in the West without finishing the job. Um, and, and this year, <laughs> if he can, if he can just grab that a little bit of consistency, maybe a little bit more fit, uh, um, fitness, so that he doesn't make that small yeah. mistake that has him lose the points lead, uh, he'll be able to grab that confidence, roll into outdoors, and be looking at a 450 contract for 2020. Exactly, and that is the goal, and, and I think you're 100% right. That would be, you know, the That's right the way to do it. And, and, and I feel like he's, he, he is ready for that, so we, we are hoping. And, and that's one guy that, you know, is not scared of, of putting in the effort and the, and the work. I think it's, it's you know, it's just, it's just got to get pieced together. And, yes, that is one of the that's the challenge, and it's, but I think he's up for it. So, yeah, we... We will be interested to, to hopefully watch that and uh, it all go the right way. Fair enough. Well, uh, bef- I-, I so appreciate you making some time for us, uh, Eldon, on this uh, beautiful Thursday afternoon. Uh, a couple of listener questions before uh, I let you go today. Okay. Yeah, no problem. And thank you. Absolutely. Um, Garrett Rockley asks, uh, the work always comes before the belief, he says. Uh, the, the, there's certain aspects of your training programs, of any training program, where athletes just sort of have to trust the process. Um, can you kind of describe a, a situation like that, or, or, or is there a certain part of the programming that certain athletes just sort of like, I don't know about that one, and you're like, just trust me on this, put in the work, and, uh, and you'll start to believe in it once you see the results. Yeah, and, that, and that's, look, that's a good question because I, I, I've always been a believer that 
heck, if you don't actually trust in the program, then it's not going to start off right, you know. But that's a challenge keeping it that way too, you know. And I think um, because once you get deep into the program and see that, look, it's by no means easy, and I've always said my program is not for everyone, you know, and I get that. Um, but it it does start with that trusting completely in that, hey, listen, if you if you stick to it, you you know. But the the good thing is, and thank God I, I have had some good results, so at least that helps. But I do remember the nervous early times, you know, even when I started with, with Carmichael, where, you know, you, you don't have a record yet of anything. So yeah. you, I, I've got to admire Ricky even more that he did put full trust in and not, you know, not really knowing like, okay, you know, is this, is this all going to work out, you know? So uh, I think it's a little bit easier for the guys today do sort of believe in the program because they, they, there has been some good results, but still, you know, times evolve, guys, you know, uh, you know, it's, it's not a guarantee. And, um, yeah, that's, that's part of it too, because you also have a lot of other people that are involved from all areas that, you know, talk to riders and this and that, and maybe not agree with everything from what I put on a plan. Right. And it can change the guys. So there's, there's areas that are, pulling you know and that's where i still got to give credit to the rider where you know he's got to decide within himself where you know he's all in and he's not going to get distracted by different opinions and this and that and he's he is committed and and that is a that is a process and and even though you can start off really really good you know guys get complacent they this and then they evolve and then if there's someone else that challenges them they're not sure if that's going to you know work again or this is so there's always challenges as you evolve in that scenario and uh but that's part of the job and that's what makes it unique and challenging but uh it does come down to the rider has to be all in and trust you know so uh um yeah that's that is a good good question for sure absolutely and yeah the the, the, the not only the initial buy-in but then the, the consistent buy-in after that that even after you do accept like um, uh, attain success like a, a Jason Anderson that you now then again buckle down and go for two of those championships uh, you know what I mean like the stay hungry yeah. sort of mentality not easy exactly yes yes for sure absolutely you know? uh, last yeah. question for you comes from James Dolman. Uh, he says there there are there aren't as many uh, gnarly James Stewart training stories as there probably should be. Although uh, a lot a lot of uh, James personal stuff is, is kept pretty secret. Uh, but uh, can you share one story of a time that James surprised you in the gym or on a road bike? Yeah, I mean you know James look man he was he was a uh, very unique guy you know amazing talent and uh the, the the one of the coolest things about james is man when he was committed he was committed like no other the crazy thing about him is he he if, if something distracted him or something whatever and, and, and a lot of times you know something you wouldn't really understand okay so what has really changed in a period of maybe a week or so and maybe it was something that he was thinking towards the riding or something else you'd see a big difference in, 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 in the commitment part of things. Um, so I don't know, like well, one of the cool stories, I, I, I remember, you know, right, right before the season was about to sort of swell up there, meaning the boot camp. And I know, right. you know, everyone gets a little nervous, like, oh man, I've got to go from a break to 
wide open and it's full on and there's this and there's this gym and yeah. there's cardio and everything take else. cheese away. And yeah, and I was like, and I thought, and I knew James, but, you know, like he's like, man, you know, but you, you look, that guy, we all know, a talented, unbelievable rider, great, solid dude, but I, I knew he'd, be, he'd get a little bit like, oh man, you know, when is it starting? I'd be like, hey, Monday, be ready. Eight o'clock, and I couldn't believe it, the one uh, boot camp deal, I was, I mean, I was there, wait, I mean, I was at his house, I was actually staying there, and dude, he came flying out the bedroom and ready to go, and it was 6 a.m., and I said, no, 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 my man, we can't do nothing now, we, you know, we, we need lights, we eight o'clock, and he, but it, it shocked me, as I'd never had a guy that, so I'd almost have a guy that would roll out, sort of, okay, let's get this thing rolling, and yet James suddenly came, I mean, out the gates hotter than ever than, than, than I'd had anyone wanting to start boot camp, you know, so, there again, when he was committed on, it was almost like he couldn't sleep. You know, he was up yeah. and ready and wanted to go, and and that was what was really cool with, with him when when he was really really you know like driven and, and into it. Boy, you couldn't you couldn't beat him. You know, yeah. Um, I think, and that's and that goes through all the athletes. I think, you know, that changes, and it's you know, and sometimes it's not really the the, the athlete's fault. It's just the way life goes and, you know, you, you know, from, from getting, you know, having a kid or, or, you know, just things evolving, uh, you know, in your own normal life, it, it, it changes and it, and then it affects the way you, you have to approach things, you know? So I know he got really excited too when he would jump to another manufacturer, like that was a massive challenge for him, but him out of all guys would, would rip with that challenge and be motivated and love it, you know? And then once he sort of he conquered that kind of area, he was the kind of guy that you you know that then you'd struggle to get that same motivation because yeah, he what's felt next? like yeah, well I've, I've, yes I've been there done that I need an, I need I need something else to stimulate me you know but that's what made him such a an impressive athlete but on the flip side you know it was difficult to to go through those ebbs and and flows you know with 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 that kind of uh, you know challenge and change you know so uh, yeah. Um, but James was, I mean, he's, and, and everyone thought he was kind of a, like a, you know, kind of reserved and everything else, which I, that's, I always knew him when I was with Ricky, I was looked at James as a very sort of reserved kind of guy, would just come out, do his work, you know, hammer along, and then you kind of never, and then even now, you don't even know how much what James doing and what's going on. But really, in his inner circle and his group, he's, he's, he's not like that. He's actually pretty outgoing and uh, actually a, heck of a funny guy i mean here's some of his comments he'd, he'd have you going for a while because you think man how would you have thought of that you know <laughs> so pretty unique but yet on the motorcycle and that approach and when he got to races very very different you know so yeah. uh um yeah pretty cool oh you know? that basically like what you just told me almost basically mirrors his results and his career as a racer he was all he's he was either rattling yeah. off wins or straight up not there or, or DNF, you know what I mean? It or going last yeah. first. It, it was, yeah, that is pure, perfect mirror image. And, uh, yeah, I think yeah. That, uh, yeah. maybe James gets a, a, a bad rap for not being like, like the more, the people have recency bias as far as, uh, the, like, uh, how closed in he's been and stuff like that. We're talking about the same guy that used to do the worm. Like, Okay. Yeah. 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 You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Like, there's there there like, there is yeah. a, a a funny side to James. I think there's an entertainer side to James. I just think that a lot of yeah. times 
maybe he got uh, maybe burnt a, a few too many times by certain mm. situations that he's like, mm, no, I'm not going to show my cards anymore if that's how it's going to be. And I think that's sort of where we're at yeah. right now with it. Exactly. And I, and I can relate with that. I think that was the case because he definitely had that showman part, but that entertainer piece that was in him. Um, and you could almost see it in his writing style, yeah. you know. Um, but like you say, in the wrong areas, I think it, 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 it got taken out of context and out of shape. And then it, it never, it almost sort of, like you said, closed, closed the doors that were probably doors that should never have been closed in a way, but more controlled. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. But, but still, like I said, man, I, I, that guy talk about, uh, you know, natural ability. And I mean, I still use him as an example to my athletes today in areas where, you know, you, you cannot fathom and believe how impressive he was. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And, and like I said, I look back now and I especially cherish those that, man, I got that opportunity to, you know, be with that kind of talent and that ability for, for a you know, decent amount of time. And, you know, even though the time was, you know, once you're in the racing and all that part of it, it is tough and results, it's a results-based deal. And if you're not performing, you know, you're, you're dirt. And, if, you know, so the highs and lows of that part of it. But uh, you definitely don't have any re- regrets about our time and how we, you know, and how it went and, and what I learned and gained out of that was really, really awesome, you know. Yeah, absolutely. The 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 list of uh, phenomenal champions that you've you've worked with over the years is nothing short of amazing and fantastic. I think that uh, you've had the opportunity to work with a, a ton of amazing uh, athletes, and I think there's a ton of amazing athletes that have had the opportunity to work with you, which I think is just sort of like the uh, culmination of, of good preparation mixed with unworldly talent, and that's what you get. You get three out of all three perfect seasons that exist within the sport of motocross um no numerous back-to-back championships in fact the all back-to-back championships in both 250s or both outdoors and supercross uh basically uh you're responsible for uh in the last 15 20 years um and and that that to me is something that sh- it should be celebrated and uh i i Absolutely love having you on the show, the show because uh, although people know a ton about dirt bikes and how they're ridden and this, that, and other thing, I think fitness is a, kind of more of a dark art than suspension sometimes. And uh, anytime that we can have you on to kind of just unpack some of those ideas and just kind of get behind the science of getting these guys, which they're all incredible riders. They all go extremely fast. The X factor is who's prepared, who's fit, and uh, the, the best of the best come to train with Alden Baker. No, well, thanks, mate. I appreciate the the kind words, and man, it, as I say, it's a pleasure to be you know on with you guys, and and any time, man. As I say, it's uh, it's an honor. Thank you. Absolutely, uh, I look forward to seeing uh, hearing from you after the the boot camp season. I'll see you at Anaheim yeah. Anaheim one, and uh, and hopefully For I'll sure. be in that much better shape to complete that uh, after Anaheim one uh, mountain bike <laughs> ride where I completed it. There you go, <laughs> dude. I, like I didn't talk to you afterwards that from that day. I did that luge, like the luge downhill sort of bike, <laughs> bike wearing skate shoes yeah. and a and a baseball cap. Oh no no man! You need to change that up. That's 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 uh, you, you're trying to end your 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 deal here, man. No, that's not. And I yeah, no, I had no idea what I was getting myself into. <laughs> yeah, and that's the sad thing. It's like I actually won't take my athletes down there. 
because to we we've got just too much to lose for today. Yeah. You know what I mean? So there again, I've always got to be like, okay, boys, we'll do the ride and that, but it's, no, I can't. You just you know because yeah, they'll get into the mode and try and you know and then you know yeah, it's just too much to. But yeah. boy, that's that's some technical stuff, and it's definitely yeah, man. Don't don't take that lightly. But uh, but thanks again, man. And no as I look forward to seeing you, obviously in in in, in California, and uh, man, it comes around quick. So. Uh, yeah, be re- be ready and keep up the good work. Eh? Hey, th- uh, right. th- thank you. And uh, yeah, if, if we if we can swing uh, you putting me through my paces at some point during my stay down in California, wouldn't mind taking direction from uh, from a trainer like you, even if it's for one session, it'd be a pleasure. But uh, yeah, this has been mm-hmm. awesome, man. Well, we'll have to do it again sometime. Perfect. Look forward to it. And thanks again, man. Have a good have a good evening. Eh? Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. You too. Uh, don't right. hang up just yet, but for podcast sake, we'll cut it off right there.